you have your Bible quickly and the book of Luke, and as we just read this chapter here, we are going to focus on a few verses this evening. Uh, I don't know the title of this message here. We can just give it the title any you like to hear. And in verse number 82 said here, Even as they delivered unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses. I love this word so much, and I'm going to be focusing on it a little bit here. And I got it underlined. And they minister of the word. Father, we thank you so much for this evening. Would you please help me? I can help your precious people here uh, tonight. And as I'm preaching, Lord, help me to speak slow and clear that people can understand. I pray that your Holy Spirit has liberty in my life. And I can be used, Lord, if anyone here does not know Christ as their Savior, would you please let today become the day of salvation? And Father God, I just pray that you strengthen the believer and help them, Father God, to realize exactly all of us why we are here for is to get people saved before the rapture come. Father, we love you. In Christ and I pray. I pray. Amen. So, you see this word here. Uh, the Bible said here, and for as much as as many for taking and to, uh, uh, to set forth an order, declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Now, the thing is here in verse number three, you see, Luke was written this book, in the book of Luke. He addressed this book to a man by the name of Theophilus. This word means the love of God or the friend of God. So I do so many research, and I wonder exactly who is this guy. And I, I love studying biblical biography in the Bible, like Abraham, David, and, and Jonah, all those men like that. But this man, somehow I could not find any uh, biblical biography about this guy. I went to all those commentary and, and to find out exactly why exactly Luke was written these books to this man by the name of Theophilus. The Bible said he was a, he said here in verse number three, the last part, the most excellent Theophilus. Now here I want you to notice again in verse number two said he even as many delivered unto us, which from the beginning were I Witnesses. That is a very interesting word here. And uh, the word eyewitnesses. This word means in Greek, uh, it's mean autopedis. Uh, or uh, this means that's mean it's to see for yourself. Oh, look said, listen, I wasn't an apostle. I've never seen Jesus Christ in my life. But what I do, I do some research for myself. I went to a uh, man like uh, uh, Peter, uh, Peter. He was a, a disciple of Jesus Christ. I went to a man like uh, uh, John or Mark and all those men. Now listen, 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 I've never seen Jesus Christ. Now what I did is I did some uh, uh, examination. That's what autopsy, an English word for a, a, a looks at. Listen, I just do some research and I bring this to you, Theophilus. Now, I do not know exactly who this, who this man was. Only thing I know, he was the most excellent, the higher title. He may have been someone, maybe some most important man in, in Roman's government. And it looks like, listen, I just, this is, this book I addressed unto you. Now, it doesn't stop here. This is, Luke is the first volume. Now, if, if you switch to the book of Acts by the same author, addressed to the same guy again. In Acts chapter 1, verse number, uh, let's see, verse number 1, said here, to the former treatise, that's been the old manuscript, again, to the book of Luke. Have I made, O Theophilus, now he dropped the title. Now, in the book of Luke, he called the most excellent. Now, he called all Theophilus, that's kind of like 
their friend and uh, maybe uh, uh, Theophilus was retired. We don't know. May, uh, maybe Luke may have led this man to Christ. We don't know. But somehow, I don't know who is this guy, but Luke addressed this letter unto him, Theophilus. Now, since I don't know who is this guy, now uh, we can learn something about, uh, uh, about this man here. Now, you see, Luke was telling us here uh, uh, the life of Jesus Christ when he was on earth. He was here. He healed people. He, uh, he did so many things, so many miracles. Now, the book of Acts remind Theophilus, listen, that said here, the, the work of Christ is not finished. Now, uh, before, uh, after Christ ascended to heaven, now the work of Christ is here. Now, you see the book of, the book of uh, uh, Matthew said, listen, go ye unto the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, can I say this to you tonight, believer? God is not finished with us. God is not finished with, with the church. That's what exactly a, a look is telling Theophilus. Listen, this book reminds us here uh, the work is not done yet. There's so much that needs to be done on this world. There's so many souls that need to be saved. Now, tonight, we're going to learn a few things, maybe four things about this man. Who is this guy? We don't know. But something we can learn as an example, we can apply those things in our life as a believer. And I want to say number one, and we can learn here, this man, he wants to grow in the Lord. I want to say number one, he was a Christian growing. This is why Luke was written for him. And I believe when, 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 when Luke addressed the book of Luke for him, and I believe he asked Luke, hey, listen, is there, is there any more I can learn? Luke said, oh, yeah, here's some more. The book of Acts. Telling you exactly, hey, hey, you need to grow after you got saved. Now, can I say to you tonight, believer, uh, salvation is just the beginning of Christian life. Salvation is just the foundation. And after you got saved, this is why Peter said, listen, in the book of uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, I think starting verse number 7, he said, listen, you need to add to your faith. He didn't say replace your faith. That faith is salvation. After your salvation, there's something that we need to add. And that's what exactly Luke is telling this man. Listen, after you got saved, there's something. Is there any more to learn? Oh, yes, there's some more. The book of Acts telling you exactly what you need to do as a believer. You go soul winning, you pray, and you start churches. That's what exactly you need to learn. That's the most wonderful church history. If you, learn, if you want to learn about church history, read the book of Acts. It's a wonderful book. Now, some of us, when we get saved, we, need, we stay on that stage only. We save, we, we don't want to grow, there's nothing, and we need to, may I say this to you this morning, Sunday morning service only cannot make a Christian growing. Some people just come and it's Easter time or, or Christmas time. Now listen, as a believer, and I don't know about you, I want to go, I want to go excel for Christ. I want to do more for Christ. As a Christian, glowing. The Bible said you need to add to your faith. He said virtue, knowledge. He said, eh, 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 he said discipline. All those things as a believer. We need to add prayer. We need to add Bible in our life as a Christian glowing. Growing. My question to you this morning, are you a Christian? Do you grow in the Lord since you've been saved? Imagine tonight, and, and I, I love, I mean, I don't have kids. I'm not a parent because I cannot afford it. I cannot afford to be a parent. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. I love kids. Brother Joel, he has two. 
precious kids, daughter. One is Lydia, one is Deborah. And I just, it's a joy to be around them, just play with them. Now, as a, listen, I love kids now. As a parent tonight, if you, you have kids, now listen, I, I believe you love your kids so much when you, they are little, they, they are funny. And, and, and listen, your desire, you don't want them to stay on that age like baby. You want them to grow and go to school and, and have their own lives, a life. Maybe sometimes they get, you are tired because you just, they, you, you, keep, you keep feeding them. Now, it's exciting for you when they left home at 18 now. You were excited said, well, yeah, I'm not going to buy grocery anymore because they left home. Now, your desire, you want them to have their own life. This is the same thing as, as God the Father. When I am saved, when you are saved, listen, he is expecting all of us to grow. What can make someone grow? Bible reading, prayer life, and soul reading, and so many things. You can go and on and on. Now, this evening, we're just talking about mission months. You cannot understand the purpose of mission unless you grow in the Lord. This man, he was a Christian growing. Number two, not only we learned that he was a Christian glowing, and number two, he was a Christian glowing. That means, hey, listen, not only he grow, he wants to glow. The word glow means to shine. That's when you're testimony. And as a believer tonight, all of us, we need to have a testimony for Jesus Christ. The Bible said here in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 said, ye are the light of the world, the city that is set on the hill cannot be what? Head. And verse number 16 said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works that and glorify what? The Father which is in heaven. Now, that slide is your testimony. And as a believer, oftentimes, you know, when I was in Bible college, I used to see, we used to work in boss ministry, and I, I enjoyed so much. And, and, you know, there's a song we, we used to sing, which has been, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. And oftentimes, we keep in mind, this is a boss kid's song. Now, just all of us, we have a light, we have a, your, your testimony that uh, uh, you need to shine for Christ. Now, listen, a Christian glowing. I wonder tonight, do you have a testimony for Jesus Christ? You know, those Christians in the book of Acts chapter 13, I believe, were the first time they called those people Christian. It, it wasn't Jesus Christ called us Christian. It was a bunch of hidden people. Because, oh, that bunch of Christians, they see their testimony, their lifestyle, they, they look like Jesus. Now, this is, this, this, this is a bunch of Christians. They hid in the world, call us Christian. Now, I think it's two, two, two times the Bible says the word Christian appear. Now, listen, that's your testimony, it's Christ-likeness. As a believer, and not only I, 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 I want to go, but also I want to have a testimony. And, and among those who are lost in this world, the Bible said here in the book of a, 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 a Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 said here, Do all things without memories and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke. In the midst of the crooked and perverse a, 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 a nation among whom ye shine as light in the world as a believer. We are here for one purpose. This purpose is not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ. You need to shine your light, your testimony among those perverse society we are living in right now. 
I wonder if you have a testimony. Maybe some of you walked among those places, people like cursing. I wonder exactly if they see you as a Christian. Maybe your neighbor, maybe your friend, and as a believer, you need to have a testimony for Jesus Christ. He said, listen, a Christian, glory. There's a guy by the name of Gypsy Smith, Wadney Gypsy Smith. He said something that's very interesting. He said there are five gospel accounts. Of course, we know there's four gospel accounts. This is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Here are the five gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the question, most people will never read the first four. Most people never read the first four. Now, who do they read? They read us. You know those people, they don't read Bible. They don't have Bible. So listen, be careful how you live your life. You may be only Bible some people read. Your testimony. You need to let your light shine. A Christian glowing. Number one, a Christian glowing. Number two, a Christian glowing. Number three, I'll go quickly. Not only you see this man, he... We, we don't know who is he, but we exactly can learn something about this man. And as a believer, number three, he was a Christian going. You said the Bible said here in the book of Mark chapter 15, 16, verse number 15, said, Go ye unto the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I think he was a Christian going. He wanted to do something. He wanted to Push the gospel. You know, as a believer, not only I am saved, no, so God wants me to push the gospel. God wants me to tell about all about Jesus Christ. This morning I was talking to those teenagers in Sunday school. You know, I just uh, tell about three principles of soul winning. This is one of my favorite topics I want to preach on soul winning. And I wish I could preach it here because some of you, I can't preach it twice. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a terminology. And also, there's, a, there's something that's called a, 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 a tactic. And a tactic, you, you see, a, a silence witness. And as a believer, we all, we ought to be silenced. What does that mean? As a believer, we ought to, a, as a silence witness, we ought to carry some gospel truck in your pocket, you know. And when you go to places like a restaurant and you tell people about Jesus Christ. Can I say this to you this evening? You know why you're here? You sit on this pew. You are born again, child of God. Because someone take time, pray for you, pray for your soul, and, and lead you to Christ. It may be a pastor, maybe a Sunday school teacher, maybe some friend of you. Someone's been praying for you for so long, you are trusted Christ. And the same way too, God said, listen, when you are saved, you need to share your faith to others. You know what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, listen, I delivered unto you, you first, all that which I also received. Paul said, listen, I received the gospel. Not only I received it, but I gave it. I deliver unto you. Now, it's, the gospel is something not only you receive, you need to give it to. Paul said, I received the gospel and I gave it to. I share it. And as a believer, you're not only a saved, but also a salvation. It's, it's not something you can keep for yourself. I want to give you an illustration. I, want to, I need some volunteer here. And uh, Andy, I'll call Andy. I would call you pastor. Maybe... Brother Kevin, would you come here for a second? Yeah, you don't have to be nervous. I'm not going to embarrass you. Would you come here, my friend, for a second? Give an example quickly. 
Okay, let's see those three guys. Who might be your name? Scott. Scott. Scott Paulino. Okay, no, that's not just you. But anyway, so this is a, I mean, I always carry a gospel track with me wherever I go. This is a gospel track that has the plan of salvation. Now look. Now look at this man, Kevin. Let's say he's not a born-again Christian. He's not saved. He doesn't know anything about Christ. But so I'm saved. I'm a Christian. You know, Paul said, listen, I receive the gospel and I deliver what I also receive. That's what he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 4. Now, that's what Paul said. Now, let's say here, this man here, in order for him to be saved, someone has to share the gospel with him. Let's say, okay, this is the gospel. Now, if somebody give you, show you how to get saved. Okay, now you trusted Christ as your Savior. Paul said, listen, I receive it, and I gave it. Now, his job as a believer, not only he received the gospel, somebody prayed for him, he got saved, maybe in church and the school. Now, he's a believer right now. His job is, now this means he, let's say he's, this is his co-worker. A, 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 maybe he's lost in this dying world. Now he's not, he doesn't know anything about Christ. Now, in order for him to be saved, now his friend is saved. His job is to what? To share the gospel. Now you can pass it to him. Now listen, he's brother Andrew right now. He's a born-again Christian. Right now what happened? And as a, he, he goes to church, somebody led him to Christ. He got baptized. Now his job, he wants to share the gospel too. Now you share it to Brother Scott. Now listen, all those guys maybe represent some country, maybe Haiti, maybe uh, 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 Canada, maybe some other place in this world. That's how the gospel. Now I said to you this, this not in my testimony, I got saved because somebody shared the gospel with me. Yeah. Amen. Now you know what we do? Most of us, here's what we do. You saved, Brother Kevin, you can put it in your pocket. You don't care about those guys. You're lost. Most of you this evening, you're sitting in the pew, maybe you never went anyone to Christ, and you're saved. You know Christ as your Savior, and you're going to heaven. You tell me you will stand before Christ when Christ asks you, hey, hey, brother, hey, hey, who, who do you bring with you in heaven? What would you say to God? Maybe sit thank you so much. That's what most of those Christians do. We save. Paul said, listen, when I receive the gospel, I didn't keep it for myself. I share it to others. Can I say this to you tonight? And hate is, a, is going to hell just as much as America. You don't think maybe 2024, you're just waiting for a blue wave that will save this nation. This is not going to be happening. Can I say that you need to stop putting your trust on the GOP God and put your trust on GOD God. God so loved the world that he gave his begotten son. That goes for you receive and share it to others as a believer. Can I say this? I don't want to upset you this evening. Be careful not to allow your money become a substitute of your personal evangelism. And another word, listen, well, I think I give money to all those missionaries, and I, here's what I give. Now, you just become a philanthropy. Just like a man like Bill Gates. I mean, I believe America is the most generous nation on this world. With all my heart. A guy's like George Soros. He has like probably 38 billion or 32 billion. Hey, look at his net worth right now. Reduced to 8 billion. Yeah, I look on his Wikipedia, he's, he's, he's a filler. he gives a lot of money. And of course, he gives to, you know, to close 
give to all those liberal media, stuff like that. But he gave. Bill Gates gave. Now, it's easy to give. Now, the hardest part some people we fail to do is to go out and door knocking and tell people about Jesus Christ or maybe pass out a gospel track to others. Now, listen, you don't want to allow your money. Let me say this to you. You're not paying me to, to go do what exactly you're supposed to be doing here. Now, we support missionaries too in Haiti. We do. Our church support missionaries. We don't support a lot. As not only you give, but also, now listen, you need to grow as a believer. You don't want to let your money to become your substitute of your personal evangelism. The book of Acts, let me say this to you. When you give, this is what exactly, that's when you become a part of that great commission. The Bible said in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. And he said here in verse number 8. The book of Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. You know what it says here? But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem. I believe we can make some application. This is your Jerusalem. Maybe Jupiter Farm is your Jerusalem. Maybe some of the places are Jerusalem. Listen. That's your place. And he said, in all Judea, in all Samaria, here's the last part I like so much. The uttermost part of the earth. That's for me. You can't go there. Now, that's your place. You're not supporting me to go to, my, to the uttermost part. You're supporting me to accomplish the whole purpose of evangelism. This is why you're supporting different missionaries. Maybe some go to Africa or Cuba or Canada. All those places. Now, listen. Your Jerusalem need to be rich. Your America, your Florida need to be rich too as a believer. Christian going. You see, I believe Saturday, a preacher has some teen evangelism for teenagers. But it's not only for teenagers, it's for all of us. All of us. You need to learn how to win someone to Christ. Maybe you need to carry gospel track. I'm saying this morning, this evening, ladies, and when you go out to please and play out to, to eat and restaurant, you carry gospel track in your pocket and tell people about Jesus Christ. That's the most wonderful thing you can ever do for Christ when you see someone got saved and trusted Christ as a savior. A Christian going. My question for you tonight. Are you a Christian going? This man, Theophilus, is a great example. He was a Christian growing. He was a Christian glowing. He was a Christian going. He's the last one. What can we learn about this man? Number four, he was a Christian given. Now, I believe he was supporting Luke. Luke was a physician. He was a doctor. And I believe he was uh, supporting Luke here. And as a believer, all of us, we are to be given for Christ. Oftentimes, the topic I don't want to speak about. As a missionary, I always want to be careful. And when I speak about Christian giving, some of you in your mind say, well, you are a missionary, you ask for money? No. That's a wrong thought. 
Now, Paul gives us an example in, in, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 to 5 about he, he telling those, the church of Corinth about the church that's called Macedonia that it was located in the region of Philippi. And Paul said, listen, and I, I want to say this to you about this church, Macedonia. It was Paul. And now, listen, when I, Paul was talking about mission giving and, and Paul said, listen, this church, now, they didn't have anything to give, but they were willing to give. Do you know what they give first? Not money. Paul said they give themselves. Now you say maybe tonight, I don't know, preacher, what can I give? There's so many things you can give to Christ. What can I give? I want to give a few things. I will be done letter A. You can give your time to Christ. What do you do with your time this evening as a believer and after church? You can give your time. Where can I give my time? Maybe you give some time on prayer. Pray for missionary. And, and, and you, you give some time. Pray for people to be saved. Give your time. Bible said here in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and 16 said here, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You know, Christian, we fail, and I feel guilty on this too, to redeem our time. What does the word redeem mean? We didn't mean to, do, to use every bit of your time to do something for the Lord. Redeeming the time because the day are evil. Give your time. So oftentimes we have time for vacation. We have time for wash. We have time for fishing. We have time for all those things like that. But we fail to give time for the things of God. And as a believer, when did you give your time? When did you spend your time this morning? This evening as a believer. What do you do with your time? Can I say this to you? That time is not yours. You need to be a good sort of your time. How to manage your time. Maybe when you wake up in the morning and you pray for your pastor, you pray for those who are in need, and, and you spend maybe a one hour out of soloing, door knocking, maybe pass out gospel track, and all those things. When you realize that you use your time, you say, this is a good quality time. time. That's an eternal value. You know, sometimes we use our time as an external value, something that, you know, temporal value in this world. But we don't spend your time. You know when you spend your time, like, on prayer, or give someone a gospel track, church, like you use your time to come to church. That's our eternal value. And somebody was just sitting watching the photo of the Fox News TV watching news. That's not a good redeeming time. And I like to win in time and getting people saved. And I know exactly when I get to heaven, I'll stand before God one day. And when God said, hey, listen, and well done, my child, and great and faithful servant. Letter A, you can give your time to Christ, to the Lord. Letter B, you can give your talent to the Lord. What can you do? You play piano? Go ahead, go for it. This lady, every, I mean, I've been to this church in, say, I don't know, about five or six years, and she always played piano. That's for God. And what can you do? This morning we have a wonderful choir singing for Christ. That was amazing. Now listen, those who clean the carpet, those who clean the church and the bathroom, now listen, those things, now listen, use your talent for the Lord. Sunday school teacher, Orchestra, youth pastor, deacon, all those things. What can you do? Do it for Christ as a believer. Now, those things, you won't lose it. Your talent to Christ. And the last one here, let us see your treasure. What do you have? 
What do you have? Whatever you have, give it to God. You say, God, listen, this, this, this thing is not for me, but this is your treasure. Maybe God, give, us, give me wisdom to know how to use it for you. I can use my treasure for Christ. I think when I heard this, uh, when I asked Brother Kevin yesterday, I said, man, who is that place for? He said, well, for a businessman. He let just, you know, some preacher use it. That's a wonderful treasure. I don't know who that person is. That's a great treasure. I've been to so many places across this country, and the people say, I can use my house for preacher, missionary, I can stay. That's a choice. What do you have? What can you do for God? God, this is for you. Maybe it may be your treasure. You can give someone a ride for church. Maybe someone doesn't have a car. Now that's your treasure. Use it for God. I heard about this story in John chapter 6, 6, verse, uh, the story about this man when Jesus Christ feeding the 5,000 and, and this little boy with a, 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 a two loaf of bread and five fishes. Do you know what he did with his lunch? He gave it to Jesus Christ. You know what Christ did? He multiplied, become a blessing for others. Take what you have and leave it in the feet of Jesus. It will be a blessing for so many. I, I don't know what you have this evening. Give it to God and God will use it. Now you need to realize everything you have is because of God. Because of God, I want to please God with it. Because God gave it to me. God gave me this car. God gave me this house. God gave me this house. Everything I have is because of God. I want to give it to God. He will multiply. As a believer, this is exactly what we learned from this man. He was a Christian growing. He was a Christian glowing. He was a Christian going. He was a Christian giving. His time, his talent, his treasure. And I guarantee you this evening, I want to close you with this verse in 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 16, and verse number, I believe verse number 58 in 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 58, says that here, said, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, unmovable, and always abounding in the works of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain. Whatever you do, it's not in vain, people. You clean the church, it's not in vain. You play piano, it's not in vain. You don't do it for pastor or deacon. You do it for Christ. I know exactly you have to obey your pastor, but for Christ. Preaching is not in vain. Clean churches is not in vain. Choir is not in vain. Everything you do as a believer, you need to realize that all those things, one day when you stand before Christ, and I believe especially for those who go soul winning, imagine when somebody got saved when you stand before Christ in heaven. Oh, they say, oh, this person, I saved. Oh, how was the one that led him to Christ? And this person will say, thank you. Your kids, you just led to Christ. Say, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. When you stand before God, I said, well done, my child. I don't know about you. I don't want to be, uh, uh, I don't want Christ to blame me when I stand before him in this judgment. That's what I want to hear. Well done, my child, great and faithful servant. As a believer, you know what? You need to do something for God. And I believe you won't regret it. Father, we thank you so much for this evening. And I trust that this message, and not only the, it just people receive it, I don't only preach them, I preach myself too. Oftentimes, you know, I waste time. Lord, would you please help me to be a blessing to others as a believer. Father, we love you. In Christ's name I pray.